0: Oh, hi there. Welcome back to Aphorisms. Um, week three, which is super exciting. I don't often stick with things such a long time, um, but you know, what else is that to do in 2020? Happy to report that Maddie is back this week. I'm glad that they've sorted out their internet. Um, that's always the worst part about moving, honestly. What anxiety. Um, and this week is, we've got a lot to talk about again um most importantly the this is paris documentary but, um featuring paris hilton obviously the paris not paris the place as well as <laughs> maddie's first time watching real housewives of beverly hills specifically the dinner from hell and if you've seen if you've seen it you know you know the Alison and duplard dinner from hell so I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear what their thoughts are going to be on that so stick around welcome back again if you're back again if you're new hi um. Yeah. This is aphorisms. Enjoy. Good morning, Maddie. Wait,
1: am I supposed to say good morning, or do you say good morning?
0: I don't know. Good. Good evening, Maddie. <laughs> good morning, Ash. I mean, Ash who the fuck is Ash? Sorry. How are you going?
1: I'm pretty good.
0: What's happening this week? We have a lot to talk about. Um, but yeah, I just reckon I'm going to read my horoscope for the day and check in with myself. Or should we do each other's horoscopes?
1: Nah, just read yours. Okay. Because
0: you <laughs> <laughs> You've already got them open. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay, so I get my horoscope every day from an Instagram account called Scorpio Mystique. Um and I really like her and she's very consistent and gives quite detailed um horoscopes. Plus she has like a full website called Know the Zodiac and she's the one that also does the sex zodiac, I think. Um and like your big monthly wrap up ones. So, for yeah, today, October name, one.
1: Huh? sorry, I forgot I forgot to tell you before. Her name is um Dose Via. Via.
0: She,
1: she's very good for horoscopes if um <laughs> If you like Instagram horoscopes, I highly recommend. We both highly recommend it, don't
0: we? Highly recommend. Plus, I think she's got an app as well called Know the Zodiac. So you can really, like, make it more personal, personalised experience for yourself. But I think she herself is a Scorpio. So I have more of an affinity with her.
1: Lovely.
0: <laughs> it's October 1, 2020. Welcome to October, Scorpio. Not only does our season begin in 22 days, but there's a brilliant Aries full moon today too. Oh, maybe that's why I felt mental. Um, at the end of the month, we'll also experience a Taurus full moon, making, making this a month that's truly about awakening ourselves to what our passions are and committing to making them a tangible reality in our lives. That can't happen though, if we're busy running around in a million different directions, not grounded in who we are or what we desire. Um... Today's Aries Full Moon activates Scorpio's wellness and service sector, and it'll be wise for you to use its illuminating energy to take stock of what truly lights you up and acknowledge areas of your life where you've been running on autopilot. Sometimes we procrastinate because we're afraid of what would happen if we're committed to our success. And other times we procrastinate because our heart's simply not feeling our to-do list. It's important for you to know the difference and to be honest with yourself about what you must release at this time. Trust yourself as you make game-changing moves and soar. This... I feel this today. <laughs> like I really feel that horoscope. Um I have a lot going on in my work life that could be changing um soon. That I've been talking a lot about the fact that I feel quite complacent in my role and I guess the universe was like, Here you go, bitch. Um and it really got shook up this week. So I think I think I need to lean into that and not be quite so terrified about what that means.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And what about the procrastinating part? What do you think about that? I think that's dead fucking on. Um, I'm such a procrastinator. I love... I'm so good at it. Like, I have the most enjoyable procrastination time. Um, I've watched a lot of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, <laughs> watched a lot of Bake Off. I've been really enjoying my procrastination. But I think um, sometimes the universe just shakes you up whether you like it or not. And it's like, you know, you can lean in. Um, and accept the change and go with it or still be like, uh, like I'm resisting because I think that's what I, I did initially when I got the news about my job. Yeah. But it's also positive because I... I'm getting my, hopefully getting a visa to stay here longer. If I don't, I need to leave the country in about 28 days. <laughs> so <laughs> my work workers agreed to sponsor me. Um, and with that comes hopefully like a visa application that needs to be approved. So hopefully I get to stay. So that was a long time coming too.
1: Well, I think you will. All things considered as well, you know, like, <laughs> I don't, it's hard enough for most, um, most people to come back into Australia at this point. So...
0: Well, yeah. It'd yeah. be really horrible if they were like, go home. And then I had to go home and, like, leave my life here after two years and isolate for two weeks. Um... And then potentially yeah. not have a job. <laughs> it's not a great industry. <laughs> yeah.
1: That would be really hard. But I don't think that that's going to happen.
0: Let's hope not. been there
1: for two years?
0: Yeah, I've been here for two years.
1: That's wild, man.
0: I know. It's flown by. And I feel like I got really robbed of the experience because it's a two-year visa. For the first six months, I was unemployed <laughs> and I couldn't get a job. Um, mm. And then I had an awesome year and I got a really fun job and I love my job. And it was great. And then it was like, oh, six months on lockdown. So, like, I feel like half of my, half of my visa just was taken from me.
1: Yeah. I feel like so many people feel um, very robbed at the moment. Like, Agreed. that's a common sentiment, eh?
0: Yeah. And the, obviously, I'm in, like, the most, like, privileged position of it. Because I'm like, oh, I've been robbed of my experience going out. But, I mean, I stayed employed the whole time. And I have, like, a nice, happy, safe flat and people that I live with. So, it could be worth
1: yeah for sure i was um last but when i was listening to last week's episode (laughs) with hana yeah i was laughing because uh hana's a sagittarius yeah and i didn't like i didn't um predict that but when she said it you know i was like oh yeah that makes sense (laughs) and um something that she said about lockdown Tinan who's also a Sagittarius said to me literally two days before <laughs> and I was just laughing so much because I was like what was it that they both wanted to like they were sick of lockdown they're so restless and they just want to go somewhere okay. else for months <laughs>
0: yeah Hannah made me laugh yeah. so much especially when she was talking about routine being impression oh my god does Tienan feel that it's way, that way as well
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: we'll have to have him on one day because he's very funny and he watches a lot of housewives so i think that would be very valuable (laughs) to get his insight
1: yes he was so helpful to me i just moved house (laughs) thank you (laughs) tinan for putting up with me
0: now we'll find out who listens to this podcast if he messages you like oh no worries that was cute you will know who listens to this
1: we will yeah (laughs) So back to the full moon. I oh, okay, so I was pre-warned of this full moon by which TikTok? What? Have you have you uncovered which TikTok yet?
0: No, I'm borderline annoyed that you've not shared it with me.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um anyway, yeah, check it out. Which TikTok? I uh, I think like the key hashtags are just which TikTok and like black if you're into it, Black Witch TikTok okay. as well. Um, anyway, so I was pre warned about this full moon. <laughs> I was told, you know, it's full moon in Aries. And I think they, were, they said that there was like a crossover with a, um, retrograde or Mars retrograde in Aries as well. Ooh. So a lot of people were feeling like really irritable oh, yesterday.
0: I, I mean, that was me. <laughs> And I wrote a really strongly worded email, but I made someone read it before I sent it. That was today. So today's my full moon, I guess. So that's why. Um, And I woke up and just rage typed, like, three paragraphs to someone. And then I made another colleague read it and sent it an hour later. I'm so (laughs) proud of myself. (laughs) Sorry. Go on.
1: No, no. That's funny. Um, (laughs) I was laughing because I work for a very intelligent professor who... (laughs) sometimes sends me emails that she is about to send to edit out the words "fucking <laughs> <him>. <laughs> that's
0: pretty funny. Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so I was very irritable yesterday. I was fucking done with it. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> could not cope. I did not cope well with the full moon.
0: No. Generis. What happened? Um,
1: Oh, nothing. You were just annoyed. Yeah, I was in a, um, what you would call, what the kids would call a stinker.
0: (laughs) Would they call it that? The
1: kids
0: kids don't call it a stinker. Maybe, like, your dad does. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, thanks. Should I read mine? Yeah, read yours. Okay, Um, so yes, it says that we, today we have a fiery Aries full moon with the moon in Aries and the sun in Libra. Uh, We visit the axis of self and other. This full moon urges us to strike a balance between the two. We see the contrast between autonomy and connection to others. It reminds us of the importance of considering how we're honoring ourselves in the context of close relationships. Taurus us, an Aries full moon can fill us with fiery, impulsive momentum. This is a complementary energy for the areas of your life that seem to move quite slowly. If you've been considering doing something but are hesitating, use these powerful vibes to get the ball rolling. It gets easier from step one.
0: That's, help. that's a useful horoscope, I would say.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so I feel like yesterday my irritation did propel me (laughs) forth it motivated me professionally but personally i had beef with everyone
0: (laughs) well that's good you can't win them all
1: yeah
0: as long as there's like one ball in the air the rest can fall is my opinion like as long as they're not all on the ground yeah do you know what i mean is that a good analogy
1: yeah that was a good one
0: yeah thanks um, there was something that you just said that some it might force propel you to do things and stuff like areas that you're not active. Is that what it said? <laughs> <laughs> Check your notes.
1: I closed it. Do you know I just closed that meeting? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't feel like self-reflecting? Well, I'm gonna I... force you. To, I'm gonna force you to self-reflect.
1: <sighs> self-reflecting. Um, the Aries full moon fills us with fiery, impulsive momentum. Was that what you went? Maybe. And it says it's complementary energy for the areas of your life that seem to move quite slowly.
0: Yeah, that was it. What do you think that means?
1: Were you going to say that all the areas of my life move slowly?
0: (laughs) No, I wouldn't say such a thing. (laughs) I feel like you move slowly.
1: I do.
0: Yeah, you're very very chill vibes. <laughs> um
1: Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I have a full time Aries companion who I feel like is my personal ass kicker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you need that.
1: I do. I do need that. And I'm grateful for it.
0: And Sarah's a Libra or something, right?
1: Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, for context, um, I have two femme of colour best friends who in different ways, um, just kick my ass, like, constantly, (laughs) and I deserve it. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, poor me, like, I love it.
0: Yeah.
1: For doing that to me. Um, so, yeah, so, except my, one is Sarah, who is a, is a cancer, sorry. Oh, she's a cancer. She's a cancer. Um, and I don't know in what ways cancers kick your ass, but for, she does. I'm not sure how she does, but she does.
0: I feel like they're sweet more... and earnest. Do you know what I mean? They keep you real and they're very supportive and loyal and, like, nice. And so they keep you kind of honest or, like, a good friend yeah. kind of thing.
1: A hundred percent. Actually, that's so true. Sarah keeps me honest and also my sister, Ellie, who's my other best mate. Yeah. Um cancer too and she fucking keeps me honest like if i say one thing that's even slightly exaggerated she's like "Uh -uh uh-uh don't (laughs) exaggerate see
0: See? Um, also i feel like cancers they're they're a water sign so they probably bring like emotion into your life as well or maybe like help you remember to have them do you know what i mean
1: for sure yeah yeah so i have my my water sign bff and then i also have my um fire sign and you're
0: an earth sign
1: and i'm an earth sign and i feel like karina is like <laughs> you know in like mad max i've seen the new mad max movie like the, the most one
0: with Charlize? no i haven't yeah i haven't. have you seen
1: it no oh well the whole movie is like a chase like between these um women who are trying to escape these oppressive, like, mm-hmm. men who are, like, machine heads, I guess. And um, there's, like, they have this big truck that chases the other truck for the whole movie that, like, just spurts fire out the back. <laughs> and I feel like Karina right is, <laughs> like, driving that fire
0: truck It took me a couple of minutes to realise where you were going with this, and then I was like, oh, Karina's the fire <laughs>
1: she's like the (laughs) crazy fire truck that propels me that keeps me driving yeah it's the green place she's just like pure
0: like energy and like amazingness and just dynamic and one you know what i mean like anyone around her would feel like that so she's she's a good presence i feel like in your life
1: yeah 100%. 100%.
0: Also, while we're talking about Charlize real quick, my best friend, Chris, he um, is a Libra, for what it's worth. He moved into a new place recently in Melbourne, and the building's, like, really, really, really nice. And then <laughs> downstairs there's, like, a cinema. You know how some, like, fancy apartments have cinemas and private whatever? There's just, like, one pic... Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? the? <laughs> Sorry, the
1: apartment has a cinema?
0: Not his apartment, the building, like, the building of apartments... There's, like, a private cinema for people in the apartments. So you can go and book a movie and book this place out and watch a movie, like, in the theatre. In
1: Melbourne? <laughs> yeah. What
0: the fuck? Yeah, it's a real place. It's amazing. Um, And Chris was like, how come there's only one picture of one celebrity on the wall? There's just one giant picture of Charlize Theron. And then the guy, <laughs> like, showing him around the flat, like, the apartments was like, oh, yeah, she was here to, like, open it or, like, launch it. And Chris was like... Why did she open this private cinema in an apartment building? Turns out she has an apartment in the same building. So Chris's neighbours, with Charlie, maybe she's there for one week of the year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You look so sceptical. Everything,
1: everything about that story is fucking off the planet. <laughs> imagine He's
0: like, imagine if I just go to the gym one day and like she's next to me on the treadmill. I'm like, when are you going to go to the gym one day? First of all. But second of all, that is a real thing that could happen, so I need you to be ready. yeah, I think he's just constantly a little bit of terror in case he might run into Charlize Theron and, like, all her children. Wow. Yeah. I
1: love Charlize Theron. Nobody talks enough about how Charlize Theron is a gay icon. Totally. And a gay action movie. She is, like, the queer action... What do I want to say? She's, like, the lesbian Tom Cruise... (laughs) She is, even though I don't, I don't think she's a lesbian IRL, but she often plays a lesbian or like a bisexual woman in action movies, and I love it.
0: Is she by Mad Max?
1: She is probably <laughs> by Ma- implied. She's probably by Mad Max, I would say. Okay. But also, have you seen The Old Guard? That's her most recent one. Her most recent action.
0: No, I haven't seen a Charlie's movie for a while, I guess, now that we're talking about it. I love her.
1: I highly recommend to absolutely anyone The Old Guard. It is a okay. fucking terrific movie.
0: I will. I'll watch it. I love her.
1: Yes. It's based on a, on a comic book series. They're, they've basically committed to a second one because there's two, two, two graphic novels about mm-hmm. it. Um, it is extremely homosexual <laughs> in many ways. Um, You can't convince me that all but one character in that movie is not gay. Um, It's a terrific check
0: out. I will. Also, I guess I wouldn't add it. You and I have come up with a list before of actresses or whatever who don't realise that they're gay, who definitely are gay, and we just Mm. want them to figure it out. For example, and the prime example is Oprah. So that kind of vibe is what we're talking about. Um, Yep who else is on the list i had kate blanchett but i feel like she knows and she's just very yolo number two is no
1: it's always this is our number our numbers Mm -hmm. number one is Oprah. number two is absolutely forever alicia keys
0: oh my god yes i thought was she with normandy or someone recently and they were being very cute and adorable and i was like yeah girl you're gay
1: no, with Snow the product, who is openly queer. Oh, um, she was in that video with him and She's like, we're just vibing. I'm like, bitch, you are vibing. <laughs> Come on now.
0: Yeah, Oprah, Alicia Keys, and who was the third one?
1: Oh, the third. There's so many.
0: I mean, there are so many people that. We... Oh, I had like I think Annette Benning. Um, but then I think Annette I'm
1: just... Bening's not gay. No, Annette,
0: Annette Bening's gay. I just I think she has vibes. But I think that's just because I saw her he and the is, kids are all right. Is gay Benny. No? No, she's with Warren Beatty.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. Oh mm, my goodness. That's too many on this list.
0: There's a lot of people on this list that were like, surely you're gay. How have you not figured it out yet? But maybe Charlize isn't on that list, but she leans into that aura that she has. Possibly. Yeah. Anyway, I can't remember what we were talking about. Our horoscopes?
1: Yeah, I think we're past it. I think I derailed the conversation into Mad Max territory, which is um, a personality trait of mine that I will derail conversations to talk about Mad Max. (laughs)
0: Specifically Mad Max.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Mad Max franchise.
0: Well, I'll watch it and then I won't mind so much.
1: Yeah, just watch the new one. I don't think you would like the old ones.
0: I have zero intention of watching the old ones. (laughs) yeah i just yeah. meant the charlie's one
1: yeah what else is
0: she in that i like i'm trying to think of any charlie's movie i mean there's monster
1: but then um, monster i love atomic blonde
0: oh yeah i
1: love eon flux i think i don't even know that's how you pronounce it <laughs> is it is that wrong
0: i don't know i think that might be right i'm just laughing because i didn't realize you're such a Charlize fan yeah. Do you I mean, love her? Like, do you think she's ridiculously attractive? I mean, she is. No, 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 no. no? Not like that. Oh.
1: Mm-mm. Not like that. Okay. Just like, <laughs> w- just love to see a a woman in action movies. Oh, like. okay. Fair
0: enough. I thought that was a different vibe we were discussing, but no big deal. Who would your top three like celebrity crushes be?
1: Rihanna.
0: Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've never described a face like this before, but your face just got wistful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wistful. Um, yeah, every time someone asks me this, I just say Rihanna, and then I think about Rihanna, and then I can't think about.
0: Yeah, you really glazed over.
1: <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I
0: love her. Yeah, same.
1: Who's yours? Kristen Stewart. Is it your number one Kristen Stewart?
0: I wouldn't, probably not number one, but Kristen, maybe, it kind of oscillates between, like, Sarah Quinn from Tegan and Sarah, Kate Manig, who's Shane from The L Word, (laughs) and Kristen Stewart, who didn't know I was a lesbian, surprise. Um, (laughs) They were all over my school folders when I was in high school as well. But Kristen Stewart, I knew for years she was gay. Like, I knew, and people were like, no, because straight people just don't think people are ever gay. And then mm. she finally, like, started edging out of the closet. I was like, what did I tell you people? Like, I knew. I knew. It's true. And forever, my favorite picture of her... Sorry, I'm not done.
1: No.
0: You started talking about her and I can't stop. But my favorite mm. picture of her from years ago, I think when she was still doing Twilight, it's a picture of her at a hooters, and she's surrounded by the waitresses and stuff, and she's, like, kind of giggling okay. coquettishly and looking down. I'm like... Who didn't know she was gay? Like, really?
1: That Hooters picture was a key moment, I feel, yeah. in me accepting that that was a gay woman.
0: Yeah, I often send it to you also.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> sorry, Very continue good. with your top three.
1: No, no, no. So, sorry for interrupting you before. <laughs> um, so, my number one at the moment actually is Michelle Buteau. Have you watched I
0: love yet? her. No, I haven't seen it yet. I just love, 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 love her. I've seen Snippets. Of, sorry, I cut you off, but *Utopia* Is that the name of her Netflix special?
1: Yeah.
0: I can't wait to watch it. I love her.
1: I would die for her. <laughs> I would die for that woman. Fair. Um. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. And there's someone else recently that I was gonna tell you that I was like I'm obsessed with them but I forgot who it is because yeah Michelle Bateau and Rihanna are mm-hmm. taking up all of your brains <laughs> yeah,
0: what happened to Lizzo and Nicole Bayer? oh
1: yeah Nicole Bayer is my other fave Liz I do like Lizzo as well but nicole Bayer, like i just love her personality yeah i really mean um karina because like she just cancelled she we had tickets to see nicole buyer mm. in january and um they just announced it's cancelled obviously because she's not coming across the border um but me and karina would just like genuinely like i feel <laughs> like if karina was there <laughs> Karina could convince Nicole Byer to go on a date with me. Yeah, I think
0: you, she totally could. She could convince anyone of anything. But Nicole Byer, she has a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? Is that right what it's called? Yeah. And I literally you're always like, I will. <laughs> Please let me. <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I
1: will. I just feel like.
0: <laughs> she needs to open up her the possibilities and she'll be shocked.
1: No, she's, she's bi. She's openly bi. Oh. But she, I think she thinks, you know, cause she's like femme and, you know, some like femme people of color, you know, they have trouble mm. sometimes um, getting for some, for God knows what, what reason, um, I guess femme phobia maybe, but, or just like disgusting beauty standards. Mm-hmm. But um, like they do have trouble apparently trying to get butchers' attention. Um, and uh, so I think for that reason, she's dated men because it's easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why I couldn't get attention for years and years, but I understand.
1: Yes. Af, tell us about your experience of <laughs> not... Um, okay, hang on. How, do, how should I say
0: it? I don't know. What are you going <laughs> to say? <laughs> Af,
1: tell us about being um, a femme person and struggling to
0: attract or meet other queer people? I mean, I don't even know. Maybe I used, I told you this all the time. I was like, maybe I'm just hideous. Like no one wants to talk to me or like gay people never know I'm gay. Even when I wear like my butchiest boots and try really hard. Like I just, I could be wearing a rainbow, I reckon. And people would be like, oh, that's a stupid straight girl in this queer like event trying to, Hang out with the gay... You know what I mean? I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. I found it really hard to... To break in... um With other queer people. Or just kind of be like... You know... Hey. I'm one of you. Hi. Like, it's me. Over here. Um, let alone actually get the attention of people that I wanted to have sex with. Like, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> I went to a queer event last year called Aphrodike, Which... Aphrodite I said that's so Aussie. Aphrodike, Which is the funnest thing ever and when I got there they were like oh my god we've been waiting for you like as soon as the ticket order went through we were like is this real do we really have a real Aphrodite like attending Um, and then I was like great I'm going to be the queen of like all the lesbians and not one person like remotely approached me at all the whole night the only person that ever did was the male bartender and he was like you look so beautiful I'm like oh go away look at where I am (laughs) yeah I don't know
1: what do you think the reason is? Like, what would you say? I'm ugly. Say? No, that's obviously not the reason, because it's a common, a common issue. Yeah. Even, um, even Sarah, like SG, she, you know, she struggles with it heaps. Karina does it because she's a top.
0: <laughs> and she's, Karina would be like, hello, pay me attention. I'm here. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I see it all the time And also I am guilty
0: of, of- I was just about to say I think you would be illuminating On the other side Um, Because we have kind of talked about this before It's like A lot of femmes like me are like waiting For someone to approach or be like Hello, we're here, let's make a lot of eye contact Throughout the evening and then Go our separate ways
1: <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Chico Is that your dog? Yep, yeah, sorry Chico, sorry <laughs> Chico!
0: Chico! What the fuck? Sorry about that. Um, I think you will have an illuminating alternate point of view from the other side because like we've talked about this before, like as a femme kind of shy, not shy, I'm not a shy person, but I'm very like weary of ever making like the first move or anything. So I would just make like telepathic eye contact for most of an evening if I like someone and then go our separate ways. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I operate. <laughs> I'm like, why can't they read my mind and my eye contact?
1: Um,
0: but, well, like, I never got, never got approached.
1: You've never got approached?
0: No, not, like, in an organic manner, like, out and about, you know what I mean? Yes, by, like, men back in the day, but not by, like, queers.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think I have a different view on of it because, like... Um, Even when I was femme presenting, like... Because when I was... As I was growing up, and obviously still now, I'm intersex. So, I am, like... I've always been a queer person, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, my... I guess my issues are that, like, I'm always worried about being perceived as, like... um, I guess deviant or, like, predatory. Yeah. So, I, I, I try... Like, I always try to be, like, 100, 1,000% sure that somebody wants my <laughs> attention, and sometimes that really bites me in the ass, because people <laughs> will literally be like, come to my house, and I'll be like, why? <laughs> um, this
0: happened, I remember this happened earlier this year, and you told me the whole story, I wanted to shake you, like, Maddie, get it together. Remember, it was some girl that you met, or you were, was it Mardi Gras, maybe? No, The week before Mardi Gras. Was
1: that? It was actually at Koori Gras, which is, like, it's, like, the, uh, like, um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander yeah. event for Mardi Gras. And, um, yeah, this really beautiful <laughs> angel approached me. <laughs> and Sarah and Karina were there. And they were, like, dancing. Um, music was really good. Like, fuck, it was a really good event. And um, they were, like, dancing either side of me. And they just started backing away. Like, I could see them just... <laughs> blacking away from me and I was like what's happening what's happening, what's happening? <laughs> and, then, and then this like angel appeared and was like hey and I was like Ugh. um anyway she was just like so lovely and like start up a conversation and she was like yeah um I'm gonna get going soon and I was like oh, okay like nice to meet you <laughs> And um, she was like I'm gonna go downstairs with like this other mob and smoke candy, and which uh, is weed means weed. Uh-huh. And um, I think I just said to her like oh but she was like I'm going down to smoke yandy, like you should come. And I was like, like uh, um, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke drugs. I think I literally said I don't smoke drugs. <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't smoke drugs. Bye. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Um, okay, Yeah, so we're both as useless as each other.
1: Well, yeah, so I think... I don't know if this is the case because I'm not sure. I don't think... I'm not sure if, like, white queer people or, like, not trans and not intersex queer people feel the same way. So I can't really speak for...
0: My girlfriend uh, told me, like, she used to worry about that as well. She's, like, yeah. you know, butch-presenting. And she's, like, I would just you need to be sure, right, before you do anything. So she would always just wait. She always used to hook up with straight girls and they would come, like, approach her very openly, whereas otherwise she didn't feel comfortable ever, like, approaching them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's this tension in society that's like, oh, my God, Chico's being so cute right now. You should see him. He's so cute. Um, I think it's, like, this tension between, like, you know, visibly queer people being worried about um, homophobia and being Mm. concerned about being um, framed as predatory. And then at the same time, like, femme invisibility and femme, I guess, femme phobia and this kind of thing. But I think, like, with butchers, like, often butchers, not always, but often butchers are, like, really do like fems and want fems to (laughs) like them back but
0: we like them back (laughs) we're like hey (laughs) but only in our minds
1: (laughs) yeah anyway it's a mess oh but also the other day I wanted to tell you this one um actually this was like two days ago I was in the car and I saw um like this really fat staffy on the side of the road (laughs) In um in Broadway, which is like the like near the Newtown intersection. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I was yeah. like out the window of the car talking to the staff. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, like, how are you?"
0: I mean, COVID, I guess. But, you know, in general.
1: I think after COVID, like, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I think after COVID, like, I'm going to have to be launched. <laughs> Probably by Karina.
0: Yeah. Because you, you went on a few few dates last year. Not that many, but you went on some.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, her, I did. You went on a date with a Virgo, I remember. Like, ugh. Other than Beyonce, but I think Beyonce is beyond... Like, humanity, zodiacs, do you know what I mean? She identifies as a Virgo, but she's obviously, like, not impeded by whatever the rest of us are. Um, yeah. Other than that, Virgos are nightmares. Yeah. My ex was a well, Virgo.
1: yeah, Virgos are r- well and truly nightmares.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that you do get some exceptions that, like, uh, what What's the word that you use when they're, like...
0: Evolved and unevolved Virgo, like, of signs
1: evolved yeah like i've met so many unevolved virgos mm. not claiming that i'm evolved in any way because <laughs> we know that's not true um but so many unevolved virgos but you know now and then you do meet one that is very self-aware
0: yeah so like evolved and unevolved this is like my full hackadam coming into play because <laughs> i don't know but i'm pretty sure like evolved and unevolved aspects of your signs means like if you're like for example an evolved Scorpio like me you can be like like the negative traits could be really stubborn if you're an unevolved Scorpio but in an evolved Scorpio that could be determination um or if you're like very passionate person in a relationship for an unevolved Scorpio that could be like super possessive and jealous and like over the top you know what I mean I don't think I'm that so I generally do think I'm somewhat evolved I'm not like a horrible Scorpio you know what I mean but it could be the same sort of similar traits and elements that manifest in different ways depending on, like, yeah, self-aware and how you, um, how mature you are and you know what I mean? Like, how much work you've done on yourself.
1: Yeah. I think. I feel like we're evolving. Without a, without a yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go on. I think even being aware of it makes you, like, evolved, right? Yeah, Evolving. Evolving. Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> evolving. Um,
1: Wait, um listen, did you watch this as Paris or not?
0: Yeah, I did. I watched it just before this. Um oh my god. I have a lot of notes. I'm just gonna show you my notepad just so you know. Nobody else does. can see this, obviously. But I have like three a, a lot of three pages of notes. Well basically I just kept writing things as it was playing and my overall My overall vibe, and I'm happy to be corrected if you think so, is that A, the whole bit at the beginning where she's trying to show, like, the voice that she used before was fake, I couldn't tell the difference between her current voice and the fake old voice.
1: Should we just give some context? Um,
0: Yeah.
1: We discussed this in previous episode, but This Is Paris Is the Paris Hilton documentary mm-hmm. that was released as a YouTube original. Yeah. You can watch I think most of it on YouTube. All of and it. said, Maybe if you pay for it, you can get a special feature or something. Um, um but yeah, you can watch the doco on YouTube and it's about it's a insight, what would you say? It's an insight into Paris Hilton's life and
0: I feel like it's a curated insight into like the real Paris Hilton that we don't know about. You know what I mean? As if everything before was just like a character and she's here to show you like actually haha like I pulled one over on all of you and this is the real me plus there's more that you don't know that kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah, so my my imp- overall impression was like I feel like she's doing it again like she's just choosing another character that she thinks is more relevant to 2020 like like poor damaged kind of rich white girl do you know what I mean Mm. there's like a lot of tropes and like the rich family but I felt very different but I was a tomboy but then I wasn't because it was stifled out of me whatever do you know what I mean it was just so many Mm. things that seemed like she read the textbook of like a sad rich heiress and was like yes this was my life also
1: yeah but she wrote the textbook on being a sad rich heiress
0: (laughs) yeah true I just thought there were some parts where she's like really like yes, like I have all these gowns in my closet, but I I like wearing sweats and like my socks in my house. I'm like I think she thinks that it does like does she think that's an abnormal thing? That's just yes, obviously. Nobody thought that you didn't like that. That's just a regular no one thought you were wearing gowns on the couch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh.
1: Um yeah the one billion dollars thing so like she kept mentioning that like she yeah. just wanted to make a billion dollars and then she'll be okay yeah the one billion dollars thing absolutely murdered me yeah I was same. like what are you talking about yeah like <laughs> that was so wild because like in Sydney there was someone who won the lotto like a week or two ago right yeah and they went I think Prina will probably correct me because I'll probably say the wrong amount, but I think they won $60 million, <gasps> right, oh and on Lotto. And, like, my family buys, like, a Lotto <laughs> ticket, like, twice a week, right? So, um, look, if Lotto was investments, I'd be yeah. fucking lucky. Um, but I'm not, definitely not um, because of the Lotto. <laughs> um, but this person won so much money and I was like, you know, if I won sixty million dollars, I could buy like almost everyone in my family a house, yeah, and still have heaps of money left over.
0: Yeah, a shit ton. Like I remember
1: never work again.
0: Never work again. Travel like a fiend. I have the best time ever. I remember once there was a guy in Adelaide who won like I think one hundred and ten million, and they mm-hmm. interviewed him and they were like, "What are you going to do with the money?" You know, and he was like, "Oh, go on holiday." And I was like, oh my god! And like, where, where, like they're trying to get some more excitement out of him. Like, where are you going to go on holiday? And he was like, oh, might go to Melbourne. And I was just like, oh my god, this 110 million dollars has been wasted on this 60 something year old man who might go to Melbourne with it. Like, I just wanted to die.
1: He probably will like end up doing something really useful with it. He'll probably be like, oh yeah, like I went to Melbourne, and then he'll like give the rest to a hospital or
0: something. Yeah, that that. would be amazing. I hope he does.
1: But then, like, personally, Paris Hilton is committed to personally having $1 billion. Yes. And I was just like, there is, like, no reality where I could imagine any single person needing $1 billion.
0: There isn't. There's no need ever for a human to have a $1 billion. Yeah. There's just not. Um. So I couldn't tell the difference between her voice. The billion dollar thing, she said a lot. Her hair extensions still suck. Um... <laughs> i could still see them i was like bitch it's 2020 if you're nearly at a billion you might need to freshen those up um but i feel like she was retroactively trying to rewrite history to make it like she was in on it or something at the time i don't think she was i do think she was just like yeah i could make something out of this but it was genuine do you know what i mean Mm. i don't think she was like Thinking ahead back then of like, let me portray this character. I think she was just living her life that way. Yeah. If that makes I sense. I
1: agree. I think it was like organic for her to behave that way. I'm not saying that is actually who she is or anything. Like, yeah. I do Understand that she had to perform to be as successful as she is. But I think it came. Like, it was organic in in a sense that, like, she could feel that's what other people wanted from her. So she was delivering. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um,
0: and then Nikki Hilton appeared as well throughout. And she's just so annoying. She's so yeah. annoying and so affected. And I guess she's married, like, an earl or something. And she lives in the UK. And I just found her irritating. She's like, I never do this. I never do interviews like this. I was like, okay, yes. what you're adding so much to the experience, thanks. Oh.
1: <laughs> you I was like
0: a full read
1: on the Hilton. To um.
0: Told you I have notes. I just felt a lot of things. I couldn't really enjoy it because I felt like it wasn't really authentic. Like she was, it was still a fake, authentic thing, you know what I mean? Like she was trying to show us the real her and I was like, this is Nothing of this is surprising. It had every element and note that I expected of this documentary. There was, like, allusion to a childhood trauma. And then it was, this was my fabulous life. And then it was, but I was playing, you know what I mean? Everything just felt so, like, I was ready for it. There was nothing surprising. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, Nikki Hilton... was not portrayed in the best light. <laughs> Neither I mean Kathy Hilton came across as a monster.
0: Yeah, and as Kyle well. Richards. So Kyle Richards from Real House of Beverly Hills is Paris's auntie. And all the childhood videos, like the cameras that she's like they're filming Paris, is Kyle being like aren't you so pretty Paris don't you feel pretty aren't you the pretty one I'm like Kyle you're a demon and Kyle's always like I did her makeup whenever she came to my house I'm like yes you are a bitch face demon I hate you on Real Housewives and you you did this like (laughs) she's just so irritating
1: yeah I hate her Yeah. look I think we all knew that the Hiltons were demons in general yeah (laughs) um it was I don't know I guess it was, I didn't want to say surprising, but I didn't realise that, or like, I'm not sure. It sounds like you didn't buy that they victimised Paris. But Karina, I, I'm not going to I'm giving Karina full credit for this line. Um, I'm not stealing it from her because she'll beat me up <laughs> if I pretend that I thought of this. But Karina said to me, because we were watching it together, Yeah. that she was like, white families will really outsource corporal punishment
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) i will they are
1: so rich they will pay people to abuse you
0: yes so i was going to touch on the childhood trauma part because i was like it was alluded to a lot throughout the documentary and then towards the end you find out what it is um but i was just gonna say really quickly before we get to that new news I didn't realise at the time when she her sex tape was released. First of all, without her consent, which is disgusting. But she was 18. And that disgusting bastard, Rick Solomon, who later ended up marrying Pam, Pamela Anderson, I think. He was 38. And she was 18. At the time, like in 2004, when the video happened. And then he's the one that released it. That's disgusting.
1: Everything about that was so hideous. Yeah.
0: I've really felt for her. I was like, yeah, that's, like, such an abuse of trust. And then you find out what happened to her as a kid, and you're like, okay, that's even more of an abuse of trust. So, like, no wonder this girl is, like, a perennial child who doesn't want to grow up.
1: So much. I think, yeah, I think, like, what came across was definitely that, that she has endured a lot of abuse and that like the abuse cycle has obviously started in her family in whatever capacity whether it started at home or whether it was as I mentioned outsourced yeah um but like I just I did really feel for her in that way like I I was like just like you have just sought like you just have been like abuse feels like home my entire life yeah and sorted out again and again and that's not your fault and I hope that it stops yeah I hope people to break out of it and it looks like that was sort of that was sort of the note they finished on like she's trying to move in a different direction she's trying to like change that cycle and I think that like everybody does get to that point eventually well maybe not everybody but everybody tries to get to that point
0: yeah when she mentioned like she was in like five romantic relationships that ended up turning abusive thought that was disturbing and also how she has a different computer for every relationship she ever had because then she just gets a new one in case her boyfriend's trying to hack her computer i thought that was so wild she literally had three stacks of laptops like in her house it was the most bizarre thing i've ever seen i was just like okay that's wild um And then, also her boyfriend was really weird. The one that featured in the documentary and then she ended up breaking up with him. He was just bizarre. Like, her taste in people is truly off the wall.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is why no one can convince me that Jessica is not the real love of Paris Hilton's life. Who? Jessica. The girl she went to
0: oh oh my god Jessica Pike yeah 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 (laughs) okay so then yeah what happened to her as a kid you find out she was literally in the middle of the night apparently um I also thought it was quite funny the dramatic reenactments that were made out of cartoons because it made me really it made it really hard for me to get in that vibe of this is serious this is serious this is serious because this was like very brightly vividly colored cartoons which was a choice design wise um and so she remembers being woken up in the middle of the night by these two guys who basically dragged her out of the house. She thought she was being kidnapped. Didn't know who they were. Kept waiting for her parents to inter- intervene. Turned around and saw them kind of just standing by their bedroom watching this happen. And she ended up being taken to this, like... I wouldn't say... Was it a boarding school? It was like a weird kind of school slash camp called Provo in Utah, I want to say. um, And it was like... She was put in like solitary confinement and, like, they dolled out corporate punishment as you said and made to do lots of manual labor and while she escaped from a lot of other places that her parents put her in this place she couldn't escape from um Mm -hmm. and that's where she met jessica who was her best friend at the time and they were like reunited for the documentary and i was like oh hello jessica's gay this is a thing they love each Mm other um and so she kind of brought some of her old roommates and stuff to her present day life to sort of raise awareness about this really dodgy fucking school and a lot of the people that said they had sexual abuse happen to them as well in that place and now they have students they're as young as like eight
1: mm, which is so horrifying nasty. nasty yeah yes jessica and paris forever <laughs> um <laughs> this was my main takeaway <laughs> i was
0: gonna say is that your keyboard
1: <laughs> my main takeaway from this documentary is that um, yes, Jessica is the love of Paris Hilton's life totally. Nobody can convince me otherwise yep. Not even Paris Hilton um, <laughs> I'm so glad that they've found each other And they're living happily ever after
0: I hope they do I really want that for both of them um, also, they, are. they are good. <laughs> right now, <laughs> right now. My
1: main They're take... living happily ever after
0: <laughs> My main takeaway that I wrote down That I'm like, I must have written this quite tight I just wrote droopy eye fixed question mark. So I think she had her eye kind of um cosmetically altered. Because Ooh. Paris, it used to be a little bit droopy, one of her eyes.
1: Oh.
0: And that's gone now. So that was my main takeaway. <laughs> I'm such a horrible person. Um but yeah, I didn't know about that school thing, that situation.
1: I think like I'm a bit desensitized <laughs> to institutional abuse because I was just like, Yeah.
0: fair yeah i was like this doesn't seem real (laughs) i just didn't think it kind of sound real and i remember waiting for a really long time trying to figure out what the trauma was that happened to her as a child and then i realized like oh it was the school it's the school that's what they're talking about that was the trauma (laughs) and it took me so long to get there i was like waiting for another secret yeah
1: but she's like i don't know like people (sighs) This is the thing about institutional abuse, right? Like people will act like, oh, we d- we didn't know that like our child was being abused. Like, you- no, you did because yeah. you paid money to yeah. have them abused. Yeah. And this is like, oh, we didn't know they were being blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you paid for them to get dragged out of their bed in the middle of the yeah. night, institutionalized, medicated. Like what? Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what-, what did you
0: think was going to happen? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then like I I don't know, like I think that is the thing about institutional abuse. Like, um, it's not just like that it happens in schools, it's that like institutionally, like as a society, we just are like, Oh yeah, that's that's the way things are, that's how you like discipline someone. Yeah. For example. And like this whole idea around like she needed to be disciplined, she was rogue and like she her family's image need to be protected like that is a very um ingrained idea Um, especially in like family family structures particularly western family structures Mm -hmm. and so I am just annoyed by people being like oh this is a secret like no it's not you like you openly did that and like put on these women for um fighting to have this school closed down because like you know there's no salvaging these institutions no like they're not it's not like that they're exactly designed to do this they're exactly designed to traumatize people and keep people stuck in a cycle of abuse because people stuck in a cycle of abuse are more complacent to institutions exactly the whole thing like being like big reveal she was abused in boarding school like I said I think I'm to desensitise to her, because I was like, of course, like, everybody is abused in these horrific institutions.
0: Yeah. But I think I was a little bit the same. Um, But also, while I was watching it, I was like, I wonder what star sign she is. So I looked up her birth chart. um, Mm -hmm. And do you want to have a guess at what her star sign is? She's a Taurus. She's not a Taurus. No? No, uh, she's not a Taurus she's I thought maybe Capricorn was my first guess I was wrong too just because of the money obsession you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but she's actually an Aquarius um and I guess one of the other key things that came out of it was that she doesn't want to be controlled I guess because she's also been controlled for so long um and that's Mm -hmm. a very like Aquarian like let me be free kind of thing but her moon sign surprise Mm -hmm. to no one is a Leo so there's that need for attention as well and like Mm -hmm you know showing off so that was that makes
1: perfect sense actually. yeah um yeah i think um uh, you know i still find her incredibly likable it sounds yeah. like
0: yeah no don't. i but didn't I like do. dislike I her i didn't dislike her mm. i just wasn't buying that this was a very real like raw look like the real pa- you know what i mean like the real paris and mm. everything else was a lie i'm like no i still feel like everything else was paris and that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But her mom's like, she's the most genius person you ever met. And then one of the roommates, like her old roommate from boarding school, was like, um, I remember once you described like an economic thing to us. And I was like, this is the mm-hmm. smartest person I've ever met. And I was like, okay, they're all trying a little bit too hard. Like, let's just mm-hmm. calm down. Maybe you've not met a lot of smart people. But <laughs> I liked her better hey. than Nikki. Hey? I liked her better than Nikki oh yeah nobody like sneaky <laughs> <that doctor. laughs> she was a
1: weeder, huh pompous that's how i describe
0: <laughs> very <laughs> pompous very like oh i live in england now and like i've married an earl or whatever so i you know what? Oh, she was just so affected yeah it was
1: a shame job it was very like i don't know gross yeah um i love the animals the animals (laughs) i love diamond i loved diamond i loved it just uh, that's why i originally thought she was a taurus because she was like i feel most comfortable around animals and i was like that is a taurus sentiment i feel
0: (laughs) maybe it's an aquarian one
1: it could be because you
0: have aquarius in your chart
1: Mm -hmm. i'm aquarius moon and that could be why i'm feel most comfortable around animals, I suppose. Um, But yes, I loved her animals. And I feel like I love watching rich people (laughs) because they're allowed to have as many animals as they want. Like, Lisa... Lisa Vanderpump's animals is, like... Oh, I love it.
0: Okay, good segue. Fucking let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We kind of already did because Kyle is obviously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and she's also... Nicole and Paris's aunt. You've been watching season one. You've gone way back. I have. So we're on like I season think... twelve or something, I think, in Bravo Land, and you're on season one.
1: I am. I have. I have seen episodes from other seasons, but like you know, when I was growing up, like we didn't have foxtail and stuff like that. So I'm a bit late to the <laughs> late to the game.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. We had it for a little while. I can't remember how I watched it. I must have done it illegally for a while before i got hey you by the way is the best app this is obviously not paid because i have like 12 listeners but hey you is the best streaming app in the whole land it's everything bravo i will like never need another streaming app as long as i have hey you in my life do yeah, you still have my login just
1: subscribe to hey you yeah you always send it to me and i always lose it because i'm oh, a nightmare
0: you don't um, deserve it then
1: <laughs> anyway um yes i love lisa vanderpump in season one, I know that potentially her behaviour gets worse. Nah,
0: she's the best. Seasons. I mean, she's not the best. She's the best? Still yeah, she's still the best. I don't think she's, like... Hannah and I talked about this last week um, on the podcast. What happened at the end with Lisa was just so horrible because she was grieving and she literally just lost her brother and that was the season they chose to take her down. So while I don't think she was, like, perfect in that season... Nor is she perfect in *Vanderpump Rules*. I just think that was the most disgusting, cold, like heinous takedown of all time.
1: Yeah. But I, I still. Seen, but I. We will. We can discuss it later.
0: Yeah.
1: And you and Hannah discussed it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you and Hannah discussed it. Yeah. Um, I live for Jiggy. Me and Imogen, we like Imogen, <laughs> just like comes in and out of the room watching it, and she's like Jiggy, and we were just like, <laughs> look at him.
0: He's adorable. He has, like, I think stress-related alopecia or something. Um, So he's mostly a hairless little thing, which is why he's always wearing, like, cute little jumpsuits and stuff.
1: An angel. He's, Gee, he's so an angel.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Lisa calls him a sex monster.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So tell me your thoughts. You've seen season one now. Where are you at? <sighs>
1: I mean, I don't really like any of them, except for Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Fair. They're not... There's no really likeable people. Um, you know, it's I don't, not I mean, a bad thing. I don't even mind Ken. Like, Ken's okay. Yeah. Lisa and Ken are probably my favourite couple. Um, I can't fucking stand Camille in season one, but I started watching season two and she's a bit more acceptable.
0: I told you, she does a big turnaround.
1: Yeah. Um, she really needs to sort it out. I can't fucking stand Taylor for one second. I yeah, can't go with Taylor. I just. Something about like skinny, fragile. I know. Might be.
0: I mean, I think women. she was definitely abused by Russell. Like, that was a very dark relationship she was in.
1: 100%. Yeah. I just can't stand to watch it. She's very. I hope she's fine, but I hated it. Yeah, she's irritating as hell. Do you like Adrian? I do, like, I do like Adrian at the moment, but I heard that she gets a lot nastier.
0: Yeah, it's so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like it?
0: I love everything. Beverly Hills used to be the best franchise.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, any other thoughts before we get to the episode?
1: I love watching Adrian bully Paul Native. Like... <laughs> Paul Native, Paul the seat. Nassif sorry sorry who's Paul Native no one oh no he's just the follower I know actually Paul Native oh. sorry Paul Nassif from Botch because I watch Botch I, I have I watch Botch quite a lot it's I on love Botch yeah. and
0: you know I love, I watch free to air yeah. reality TV all
1: the time <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've never seen it you've never seen Botch
0: I love Botch I mean normally I never see the shows that you bring up I'm like I don't watch free to air I, I don't know
1: yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's just a habit. I would just watch free-to-air TV my whole life. Um, so I love garbage that's free. Um, but Paul Nassif, watching him get bullied by Adrian is, it's like chef's kiss. Like, it's delicious. I love it. Yeah. Um, when his kid breaks his nose and she's like, oh, it doesn't hurt. Like, it's not that bad. I'm like, that is fucking funny.
0: Yeah, she's very funny with Paul.
1: I love that um kim is an absolute nightmare i have no idea what's going on kim
0: is actually i think regardless of all the other issues that she has which will become uncovered she's also Mm. just not a nice person like at Mm. all she's awful Mm. like that's her true self i think
1: really I, I feel think so. bad for her but also once again i can't like i really struggle with people that self victimize like i it's like i don't know probably to do with my own issues but whenever someone's like "Ooh, mm-hmm. someone come and look after me i'm like stop why are like, you friends with me
0: i literally complain about things all the time
1: no complaining is not the same as oh, self-victimizing okay. Okay. Like for me, self-victimizing is like making other people responsible.
0: Oh, yeah, no, we don't do that. You do that? No, absolutely not.
1: But like thin white women, they (laughs) they get in a habit of it because people.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) and also when they they cry.
1: Yeah, I I think I'm not saying they do it on purpose, but I do think society encourages them, um, because like this, well that's the way that heterosexualism is set up right like so white men protect white women to control white women and then vilify everyone else to like justify their protection of white women so white women are constantly being rewarded for self-victimizing yeah um and that's the way that like race and gender and sexuality operate Mm -hmm. in western society so like people like kim is they con- and taylor like they're constantly rewarded for like um fawning like fawning and like acting like small and childlike yeah. to get like men or stronger people to come and like intervene on their behalf
0: and it's like just, validated I yeah
1: i can't cope with it it's so heinous to watch um yeah. but at the same time apparently i'm addicted to watching it because I love- <laughs> i love real fans of beverly hills it's and unique. that's why i like lisa because lisa never self victimizes.
0: no never and she's very dry and she's funny there's like a line it's like not in season one i think it's like in season three or something or season four where brandy's had a fight with someone you'll meet brandy later um mm. or lisa's about to have an argument with someone and she's like i mean if this is the battle of the wits that person's coming in unarmed and i was just like oh my god lisa you're hilarious, <laughs> like she's just on another level, and it's so wonderful. Um, but you watched the episode, like The Dinner Party from Hell, with Alison Dubois, yes. <laughs> and you I, t- yes. you were texting me, and I was I laughing.
1: It twice. <laughs> I watched it twice because I, I loved it. I loved it, it was so good.
0: It's oh. probably one of the best episodes of reality TV of all time. Um, for those who don't know, Alison Dubois is a medium, um, and sh- the show Medium featuring Patricia Arquette is based on her, her life. Like, she is the woman who Patricia Arquette plays. So she, like, talked. Did taught...
1: you watch that show? Did you watch medium? medium?
0: I don't think I did. I watched Tyler Henry, Hollywood Medium. <laughs> Yeah, I love Tyler I love Thailand.
1: I I did watch Medium growing up because again, once again, it was on Channel Ten. It was free to air, so I watched it. Um, I loved it, and what meeting the real Alison Dubois was a trip. It was a trip. Yeah, um, she's absolutely nothing like Patricia Arquette in Medium. Nope, she is. A lunatic. She's a full-blown
0: lunatic. As I sit here with my electronic cigarette, my vape, she's smoking an e-cigarette throughout the whole dinner as well, like, very dramatically will, like, put it in her mouth and then snatch it out of her own mouth.
1: Camille brings Allison, and, like, she um, picked Patricia Arquette to play Allison. Oh, my God. Like Camille is the reason that Allison is famous, and they're, like, friends, and then...
0: That's he's in a fight with Kyle and Kyle brings
1: Faye Resnick
0: yeah Kyle brought Faye Resnick who's just as bad Kyle brought Faye Resnick who's just as bad as Alison Dubois but Camille brought Alison Dubois basically to go in on Kyle and was like your husband will never satisfy you emotionally like all these things and Kyle was like what I
1: loved him in Alison Dubois was like like so it's like just so like absurd. Like the dinner party is <laughs> so absurd. Like Alison Dubois and Faye Resnick are at the table with like the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And they're talking, they're like basically trying to, Carl and Faye Resnick are trying to pressure Alison Dubois to like do a reading on them or whatever. And then it just like gets like um just like dark in a way that's like just <laughs> just below the surface. <laughs> But it's not below the surface at all. <laughs> and, like, Alice in Dubois, like, says, I can't remember if she says it to Kyle or to Taylor. But she goes to her, like, oh, no, yeah, she goes to Kyle. She's like, leave, like, you've got two legs. And then she just pauses and goes, as far as we know. <laughs> 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 what? Yeah. It's oh, so weird.
0: So it's so weird. It's just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. It's brilliant i think to go along with this episode i'm gonna to have to post a picture of her face um from yeah. that scene because yeah. just
1: post the e-cig like yeah <laughs> the, the e-cig smoking face um yeah i would never look at medium the same not that like i was gonna re-watch medium yeah but um that lunatic is apparently locating people's children when they go missing and <laughs> i don't know i don't know does she still have a job after that show i'm not sure i fucking hope Um, not yeah anyway dinner party from hell is definitely the best episode of season one yeah for um, sure of real housewives of beverly hills and the stars of it the star of real housewives of beverly hills is jiggy
0: yeah obviously everyone knows that yeah um And then you find out, of course, at the end of season one that Kelsey Grammer, who's Camille's husband, who was doing a show on Broadway, who was straight, um, while she was living in LA and he told her to do the show to like entertain herself, he was cheating on her the whole time and he shacked up with somebody else um, and let her know they were divorcing. And so after that, and plus also realising that the audience absolutely despised her, she came back in season two a lot nicer and like humbled.
1: Yeah i feel like it was clear from episode one of season one that kelsey was gonna leave Mill. like so i was like okay this woman's married to kelsey grandma that's strange because kelsey grandma is absolutely gay um and then i was like he's not he's not gay and then i was like oh no he is gay he's just married to this lady um And then I was just waiting. Like, I just felt like I was waiting for the whole season for Kelsey Grammer to be like, I'm not coming back. Like, we knew, I I feel like we knew from the moment he left he was not coming back. Absolutely not.
0: And he was like, I think he said something even to the camera. Like, he did a little head thing. He was like, I think this will be great for Camille, you know, something to keep her occupied. I was like, Keep her occupied from what? Like, why? What are you talking about? Like, it was very bizarre. Yeah,
1: it was extremely.
0: And then he brought her to the premiere of his show as well and barely spoke to her and it was, by then he was already living with somebody else. Like, it was just so weird. I know. I know someone that was a flight attendant with the woman that he married, Kate, or whatever, Kate, K-A-Y-T-E is how her name is spelled. Um, Really? And they used to be flight attendants together and she's like, good for her. I was like, no. (laughs) Not good for
1: her. (laughs) Look, you would have to pay me a lot of money to marry Kelsey Grandma, which I guess he does have a lot of I mean, money, but he probably made her sign a prenup because he didn't make Camille sign one and she got, like, what was it, like, 50 million.
0: Yeah, good for fucking Camille because they were married in California. So if you don't have a prenup, it's like
1: 50-50. Yes, go Camille.
0: Yeah, maybe he did make the new one sign a prenup. Ugh, then you'd have to stay married to him just to have access to the cash terrible. Gross. Um, well, I'm glad that you're finally on the Beverly Hills bandwagon.
1: I am. I'm halfway through season two, so we can recap season two next episode.
0: Nice. You're making great time. Um. <laughs> also, have you seen any of Potomac? Potoma?
1: I haven't, but I'm really oh looking God. forward to it.
0: It is so good and so wild. Like, I'm going to have to have a rewatch of the last episode before I can even talk about it. But just like, fuck, wow. Wow. This is one of the best seasons of all time of Real Housewives ever.
1: Excellent.
0: Um, well, that's pretty much all I have for this week. Did you have any other pop culture gossip that you wanted to discuss?
1: No. Well, always, but I think that'll do us for today. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's wrap it up. Is that what you're saying?
1: I think so. Okay. Well, then on that note
0: good good morning good morning maddie
1: <laughs> good <evening.
0: laughs> i'm i might, might be starting to hate this um I, I don't know if it's adorable or just dumb it's both it could
1: be both
0: true see you maddie Bye. <laughs> oh man i know i really needed that laugh um <laughs> so thank you guys for listening um I hope you're enjoying Afroisms, the podcast. A friend of mine messaged me the other day to tell me they were listening while they were working from home, and that it felt like kind of being in an office and listening to like friendly, like chat and buzz around you, and it made her feel happier about working from home alone. And honestly, that made me feel really happy. And I hope that that's what this vibe is um, for you if you choose to listen or whatever. Um, but we're really enjoying it, so come back and listen again. Tell your friends don't forget to subscribe even though i hate saying that um we really appreciate any reviews or likes or ratings um that you offer us and if again if you have any questions about astrology please let us know or dating or whatever pop culture um let us know we'll talk about it um yeah hope you have a lovely day or evening depending on whenever or wherever you are listening to this um See you next week.